Hey everyone, this is Lauren. And this is Anastasia. You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. This week, it's Anastasia's turn. Yay! We're totally oh. awake right now. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> uh, recording on a Sunday morning. Rough. <laughs> right. Although, on the upside, it does give us the whole day to recover from being scared. That is true. It does let us like so. do this during daylight <laughs> instead of the evening. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. How about happies? Happies. Uh, well, my brother just finally moved to Seattle, so I'm excited. Nice. That's my happy. Helped him move in yesterday, which is part of why we are recording this morning. Right. Yep. We were both really tired yesterday, yeah. so. It just wasn't going to happen, but we didn't want to <sighs> miss a week, so here we are. <laughs> right. Dedication. How about you? What's your happy? Uh, we are closing on our house this week and are getting ready to start packing, which is not happy, but (laughs) it's long-term, long-term happy. It'll be happy once it's done. The packing does suck, as does the moving. Yeah, I think we're just going to, like, pack up room by room and just move in mass on that. That way we could just reuse our boxes. Reasonable. That's kind of what Rory and I did. We only had 10 boxes total. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have more than that. Most of our stuff was furniture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We're conscious. (laughs) Uh, Don't worry. I'll edit out any long pauses. (laughs) Good. Uh, And all my throat clearing. (laughs) I'll try on that one. There are no guarantees. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah. So I'll just jump into it because... Do it. I'm going to eat my I, bagel. Go for it. I feel like it's <laughs> been a really fucking stressful like week and a half and I'm super over it. Okay. It has been. I don't know like what was in the freaking water or the air or who the fuck knows, but it has been a rough week. It really has. And again, so over it. Yeah, I just, I want to go back to sleep for about 10 million years and then try again. You know, like, I'd go get my second COVID shot again for that level of nap. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not even kidding. Yeah, I know you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Anywho, yep. Tell me something scary. Scaries, because I felt like we've been really lacking on our, our spooky stuff lately, other than like our are now monthly scary stories, so I wanted to fix that. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's going to be super, super long, which is good for editing. Uh, (laughs) We're on a time limit today. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of fun, and it's always been interesting to me, and it's neat to see how this particular story has really spread around the world. Um, So we're going to talk about some mythology. Ooh, okay. And specifically Celtic mythology. Yes. So this one was actually, <laughs> I just recently replayed this game, but it was inspired by my love of interactive novels, which if you haven't played those, those are super fun. I haven't. Um, hmm. Yeah. So the one I was playing was called The Harbinger's Head, and 
if you don't know what interactive novels are really quick um they're basically choose your own adventure like books but game version it's just usually like you can buy them on steam or like i like hoist blah blah blah, blah hosted games <laughs> and choice of games but yeah they're really fun that's nifty but anywho the harbinger's head covers the dulahan and if you don't know what that I is no idea <laughs> so you do actually it oh. is what us in the u.s know as the headless horseman oh okay yeah, and I do know what that is. You do. So the Dullahan is one of the best-known tales in Irish mythology and really has taken off in popular culture over the last couple of years. Uh, obviously known for lacking a head. It's like their defining feature. Uh, usually the tale kind of circles around how they lost their head and his whole search for it. And... I'm just going to call it a he because that's what most of them are described as. Uh, but in true wait to panic fashion, there are some darker bits than the average, you know, headless horseman, Ichabod Crane kind of thing. Uh, not quite so sleepy hollow and a little more horrifying. Ba -ba -ba. So I couldn't find any like hard and fast. This is where and how the Dullahan originated story, but there was enough consistency to the ones that I found that I'm going to call it that. Uh, so the Dullahan is thought to be the embodiment of a Celtic fertility god, Cromdub, or Black Crom, who was worshipped by an ancient king in Ireland, uh, King Tiger Moss. No idea if I'm saying that right, so I'm committing to that. I really Each hope year. it's correct. <laughs> right. So every year, he was, a, he was a really big fan of human sacrifice. Um particularly beheading and his god of choice was Krom and so he would sacrifice people to him uh the worship of Krom ended in about the 6th century was what i could find that's when christianity came to ireland and these old quote sacrificial traditions went out of favor shocking uh, but Krom Apparently wasn't a huge fan of that, and uh, he had a certain quota that he was expecting of souls and sacrifices, and so when these sacrifices ended on the human side, he basically was like, fuck this, I'm going to take human form, and which, human, I say loosely, uh, but he took on the form of this headless Dullahan, which translates to dark man. And uh, went to hunting. Okay, so basically, Crom's subscription head service stopped sending him heads, so he decided he needed to go back to the store and go shopping. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm just thinking Pretty of like, those subscription <laughs> closet apps, because we were talking about those recently. We were. <laughs> but yeah. Crom, no. Yeah, Crom, no. So the Dulahan's mostly seen in County Silgo and Down but obviously is well-known throughout Ireland and pretty much the entire world. There's, I think in just about every culture, there's some variation of a headless horseman or headless something. So some stories say that he isn't searching for his head, but that instead he's a soldier who was killed in battle, 
who already found his head and is so bitter about dying that he goes around looking for other souls to take with him to the afterlife like a dick. That's so rude. <laughs> you, like, yeah. dude, let other people live. That's not cool. Yeah. Uh, just, just rude. Does he at least, like, try and find people that maybe caused his death or anything like that? Like, does oh, he no. just, like, willy-nilly chop people off? <laughs> uh, no, he... I don't really know how he goes about picking who goes and who doesn't, but he's kind of a douche about it. Cool. Yeah. Yay. Those are our favorite people. <laughs> they are. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Rude. Just rude. So the whole headless bit in general was pretty interesting because when I read up about it, the ancient Celts believed that the soul was stored in your head. And so if you were fighting someone and you won and it was a worthy foe, then they would take their head in order to add to that warrior's like prestige. Uh, there was this belief that, <laughs> which this I've also seen come up multiple times in other myths. There is a belief that if they stuck the head on a pole mm -hmm. near where they lived, <laughs> that if enemies came near, the head would scream to say like, hey, there's a bad person coming. So <laughs> these Celtic headhunters, basically, they venerated this image of a severed head as a continual source of like spiritual power. Okay. So <laughs> two things. Uh-huh. One, this makes so much more sense why people were going around and taking heads home. I, I right. just thought people were batshit and didn't have any sense of decorum. Mm -hmm. Point number two, uh, did you <laughs> ever... Okay, so in college, there was a really horrifying song that I would watch the video for, and it was from a creative group called i want to say think it was blind parrot or blind ferret blind ferret um <laughs> it was based off of a web comic called looking for group which was a world of warcraft web comic that had an undead warlock person but it was a spoof of a song on part of your world <laughs> <laughs> your face is amazing right now uh and it was called slaughter your world and it's an animated short where the undead necromancer person <laughs> is wandering around cutting heads off of people in this village in a world of warcraft animated thing and i'm guessing from your face that you never watched this <laughs> I i'm gonna not. Have, i'm gonna have to find a link and send it to you and we'll include it in oh. the, the episode description because it's wild okay uh, yeah nope never watched that yeah, did that, not know that was a thing <laughs> this is what this story is reminding me of is this weird ass shit that i watched in college well, uh, it's probably not gonna get better from here cool we'll see what else we can dig up from my memory <laughs> oh dear oh oh yeah okay yep. okay that, i'll let you continue now <laughs> all right so the dulahan so what would you say comes to mind when you think of like your stereotypical headless horseman mental image I okay. say as you have food in your mouth. Yeah, I totally have bagel in my cheek, so I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to try and talk around it. Um, 
Okay, number one, ascots. I don't know why. <laughs> There's just an ascot on that person there wearing that. It's kind of usually like colonial attire. Okay, so very, I, like I revolutionary. Yeah, like revolutionary. I kind of imagine like a British soldier without a head. Okay, from, so from very Americanized. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so, 100% the ascot. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's that's a, a very good, like, Sleepy Hollow Dullahan look. Um, so in Irish mythology, he is commonly portrayed as riding, like, your stereotypical black horse, which, interestingly, can also be headless. Not sure how that works. Um, no, I don't like that. Horsey gets <laughs> nope. his head. Horse should get to keep his head. Oh, my God. This is not the godfather. <laughs> nope. Although I haven't seen that and now I'm horrified. I just, oh, I don't like it. And I thank God for my brain because it has translated this into cartoon form instead of like going full graphic. But now I'm just imagining oh, yeah. a headless horse like galloping straight at me so you can like see down its neck. Thank you, brain, for making that animated because oh. yeah, it's horrifying. Thanks, thanks for sharing that mental image. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Like I said, we're going to see what we can dig up from my brain. I've got actual coffee, not tea this morning. Oh, it's God. how we're, it, okay. it's Firing on all cylinders. We're not at the end of the day. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, possibly headless black horse. Um, but he's also occasionally seen or portrayed as driving a black carriage that is pulled by anywhere from four to six black horses. Um, the horses, or the horse or horses, whichever, they are said to run so quickly and fiercely Fire comes from their nostrils and hooves as they strike the ground and can actually light the hedges on fire. Okay, but why are their nostrils striking ground? Well, I think that was just for the hooves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe there's something interesting down there. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. So the carriage is... Mm, don't like it. It's believed to be made of coffins, tombstones... And bones, uh, uh. <laughs> which some think is a sign of his intent to take souls to the afterlife with him, which... Gee, you like, think? Okay, a doom carriage can probably pack a couple unlucky souls in there with him. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, maybe he's just goth. Mm, he's, like, extra goth if he is. That's, I mean, okay. But, like... <laughs> I mean, it, he's it extra regardless. Like, whatever he is, yes. he is extra. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so, the Dullahan is said to wear a long black cloak that flows behind him as he rides. <coughs> sorry. Extra. Extra. And <laughs> I'm sorry for this next part because it's gross. Oh. Uh, he's also known to hold his severed head high, so he has uh. found his head. Mm. Yeah, hang in there. Into the air as he searches for souls to take. <laughs> I'm so sorry for this description. Uh, the severed head has a god-awful appearance. Like, the description is horrifying. It's said to be covered in rotting flesh oh! that, I'm so sorry, that gives off the strong odor of rotting cheese. Oh! And <laughs> Stasia, I'm literally eating a bagel with green cheese. <laughs> I know, and this next part's not better. And oh the complexion looks like stale dough. Oh! <laughs> it's like you wrote this story knowing I would eat a bagel. <laughs> uh, 
that's sorry. awful. That's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. I was like, okay, that's disgusting. I mean, I know it's not going to smell like lilacs, as, like lilacs and roses, but that's the most disgusting mental image I could come up with. This is the shit that should stay in the earth. <sighs> Go back to yeah. the earth from whence you came. Yeah. Yep, should have. Should have kept that one buried. Yep. Uh, also, the the mouth is mm. is said like this part was humorous. It okay. said terrifying but idiotic grin. Oh, okay. How? Yeah. How do the two go together? I don't know. I just imagine this really horrifying looking head with just like this goofy cheesy grin, but because it's a you know decomposing head, it looks terrifying. I mean, I was expecting it to use the word gaping somewhere in there, and it didn't. Oh, I'm I'm sure that's somewhere. Yeah. Also, the whole thing glows. Because what? why not? I'm sorry. They dipped it in glow-in-the-dark paint? Why? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, These are not the, ce- the stars we stuck to our ceilings as children. <laughs> mm, no, but it is described as being like phosphorescent phosphorescent. yeah whatever it's early um can you imagine him like going to bed at night or rather going to bed in the morning and just like having to put his head out in the sun to let it gather the sunlight so that it'll (laughs) glow at night (laughs) okay Uh, i'm gonna go sleep now put that up go take a nap and then get up crack of the evening like ah good you're glowing let's move (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it it gets a little worse on oh the God. glowy bit um because the eyes like normally when he's just you know trotting around carrying his head um are just black soulless eyes sure but when he's looking for someone oh. the eyes the eyes light up and are said to have the supernatural sight, which enables them to see incredibly long distances through the darkest of nights, so he can find whoever he's looking for. And also, like a dick, he likes to just chuck his head around like a football, what? like the worst game of hot potato I can imagine. <laughs> like, he'll just lob his head at people. Oh my- that's not cool, dude. That's rotting flesh, and it smells like bad cheese and stale dough. Still like, that's dough. not cool. And it's got an idiotic grin. Like, no, don't do that. And laser beam eyes or spotlight eyes. I don't know. Like, weird glowing laser beam eyes. I'm going with laser beam. I'm committing to yeah. that. Oh, just, just gross. So, no wonder he has no yeah. friends. He he does not have friends. Um. So on the note of you know, how can you avoid the Dulahan? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're kind of shit out of luck there. Oh, so you can't? Not really, no. Supposedly, lock gates will just open to let him through. So basically, your only hope is to pretty much stay inside after sunset and close the curtains because if you look at him, he blinds you. With his laser beam eyes. Uh, no, not in the way you think. Not like the don't look oh. at the sun blind. Oh, no. <laughs> it's oh, about no. to get real bad. Does he get a melon baller out? Oh, God, no. Okay, that... thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, it's not much better, but yeah, there's there's no scooping going on. Okay, that's where I went next. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, 
Mm, it's horrifying, but I would almost prefer that, to be honest. Oh, God. Uh, okay. No, the this douchebag, he will either whip out one eye, just one, with his whip, which... Oh, oh mm. okay. <clears throat> with that, I was imagining like he yeah. pulls it out from a pocket nope. or something. Like, nope. No, literally no, he whips out your eye. A bull whip, and he... Ah, uh, mm, oh, oh, no. no. No, he has a whip that is made of a human spine. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's he is the unholy reincarnation of Indiana Jones. Got uh-huh. it. Yeah. Okay. Or he'll chuck a basin of blood into your face. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing. Uh. That. That. Okay. That's definitely. I don't like that. I'm gonna need a shower after <laughs> hearing that. Uh, Good yeah, news, so, it's the morning and I haven't showered yet. So Right, and upside, <laughs> if you aren't the one he's looking for, uh, you just come away blind. Downside is that you're also either now covered in blood or can only see out of one eye. But you're alive. That That is... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a great upside, but it's an upside. <laughs> I almost wonder which I would prefer... Does the blood permanently blind you, or is it just really no, gross? No, no, it's just really gl- gross, and you have to like clean it off your face so you can see. I so I mean that instead of the bone whip in the eyeball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Neither option's great, but I'll take the one I can just take a shower with. Yeah, yeah, or jump in a river, depending on what time period you're talking about. Yeah, true facts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's rude. Big yeah, rude. Yeah, he he sounds like a dick of a neighbor yeah uh also he can only speak once per journey which i i assume is like once a night once once a soul steal i i don't really know how often he shows up oh mr Um, Dulahan, you've missed the entire (laughs) option like you can only speak once a night here's your answer never stop talking yeah right loophole yeah i don't know but yeah, they say he can only speak once, and it's usually to say the name of the person whose soul he's taking. And once he's said your name, you're basically screwed, and you die. There's there's no defying it. There's no avoiding it. There's no bartering. Nothing. Just like this, off you pop, you had a good run, go with the Dulahan and hope for the best. <laughs> okay. So basically, it's a mechanism to try and limit him to only taking one person a night. Yeah, but if you happen to hear him speak and you're not who he's looking for, uh, the stories say that you're basically struck dumb. Oh my gosh. And, like, you recover. It's just for long enough for him to go find said soul that he was looking for and then Yeah, so that off, you can't warn him or anything, tell him to go inside. Yeah. So, unlike the Banshee, which is also one of those harbingers of death. Um, Banshees warn of, like, imminent death in Mm -hmm. certain families. They're usually attached to families. Um, Yeah, the Dulahan doesn't really come to warn. He's more like, hey, I'm here. You're going to die. Right now. There's nothing (laughs) you can do about it. Except there is one thing that scares them off. And it's not, like, a long-time thing, but it, it will do it for a period of time. Tell me it's someone proposing to them. <laughs> That's what no. I have in my brain, and I want it I to mean, be real. Depending on what you're proposing with, yes. Okay. Um. So precious metal, like gold or silver, it's said if you throw it on the ground in front of him, 
it can cause him and his horse slash horses uh, to stop and flee. <laughs> Which I I did have to laugh at that because I was like, I've seen the stupid things that horses spook at. That's pretty believable <laughs> that if you just chuck something in front of them, that they're going to be like, nope, getting the hell out of here. <laughs> it moved. I don't like it. Yeah. Like Forrest, a chipmunk ran in front of us and he nearly lost his damn mind yesterday. Oh, Forrest, and buddy. It's like, you're so big and it's so little. <laughs> and also it's uh, nowhere near being a predator. Nope. Not even close. Like, snakes? Okay, yeah, sure, I could get that. Like, they might try and bite you or something. Like, a chipmunk's not going to do anything. No dying. Oh, cho- choking on my own spit. Mm-hmm. I do uh, that, too. Yeah, uh, so, okay. yeah, gold or silver can occasionally scare him off, but not I'm... for long. Okay. Yeah, like, he comes back. I'm just, until I'm going to continue <laughs> imagining that, like... Night after night, this one villager, the the Dulahan, is coming for him. But every night, the villager is actually in love with the Dulahan, and they just they keep whipping the ring back out and be like, "Will you marry me?" And full on chibi face. And then the Dulahan runs away and complete commitment. Felt that's what I'm gonna keep in my brain just for sanity purposes, and because I find it hilarious, and I really want someone to draw that because I don't have the skills for it. But that that is so much cuter than anything that popped (laughs) to my mind while reading this. Because I much prefer it. Right? I want that to be real. It's not, yep. but I want it to be. Give us some Dulahan romance. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it's like the runaway bride, but Dulahan style. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically he calls your name. He's going to get you eventually. Unless you propose to him night after night, then you might be lucky. <laughs> I'm not going to get us sued any further. Uh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> Okay, let's see. So I've got a couple stories. <clears throat> yeah. So the first one I've got is from the County Galway. And I'll just jump into them. Uh, a man was on his way home one night between Roundstone and Balcony. And it was just getting dark. And all of a sudden, he heard the sound of horses' hooves pounding along the road behind him. Looking around, he saw the Dullahan on his charger hurling towards him at a fair speed. With a loud shout, he made to run, but the thing came on after him, gaining on him all the time. In truth, it would have overtake him, overtaken him and carried him away had he not dropped a gold-headed pin from the folds of his shirt on the road behind him. There was a roar in the air above him, and when he looked again, the Dullahan was gone. Then I've got one from a W.J. Fitzpatrick from the Morn Mountains in County Down. I seen the Dullahan myself, stopping on the brow of the hill between Bransford and Moneyscalp one late evening, just as the sun was setting. It was completely headless, but held up its own head in its hand, and I heard it call out a name, which I never considered, like the speaking part from a severed head that's... Mm. Oh, yeah, didn't well, I think mean, about that. <clears throat> I guess it couldn't just appear from nowhere. Yeah. <clears throat> it can't really Ugh. come from the neck. Meh. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Okay, now Anywho. I just have like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to go down another one of Lauren's random visualization trains. That's um, okay. And then I'm just imagining like to get the voice like it doesn't come out of the head. Instead, it's got one of those like 
big old like record giant trumpety things that I'm blanking on what they're called just shoved into his neck every time he needs to say something. Oh, oh. I mean, that's better than what I was imagining, like just like fluttering larynx. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. We have very different imaginations. We do. Very different. Okay, Uh, that was my only thing. Yep. So, anywho, uh, he heard it call out a name and said, I put my hand across my ears in case the name was my own so I couldn't hear what was said. Clever. When I looked again, it was gone, but shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill and a young man was killed and it had been his name that the Dullahan was calling. Okay, car accident. That is recent. Mm-hmm. Did you have a year? I did not. Bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the other thing is they will either, you know, go to the person's place where they are, like their house or mm-hmm. wherever they're at, and call their name. Or they'll be at the spot where they're going to die and call their name, which neither of those are good. Nope. Nope. That's all bad. Yep. <clears throat> Okay. So then, referenced in Thomas Johnson Westrip's A Folklore Survey of the County Clare, where a number of stories relating to the Dullahan are found, but I liked this one the best. On the night of December 11th, 1876, a servant of the McNamara's was going around through his rounds at, oh God, uh, Enistimon? I assume that's like the castle or house where they're at. In the dark, he heard the rumbling of wheels on the back avenue, and knowing from the hour and place that no mortal vehicle could be coming, concluded that it was the death coach of the Dullahan, and he ran on, opening the gates before it, which, I mean, quick interjection, like, if the gates just come unlocked, I don't think he had to, you know, go running, and he probably could have saved himself some exercise, but Okay, but, like, it's the death coach, which means, yeah. come on, boys, you can do it. You got to keep going. You got to do it. I'm just imagining like a football coach. Right. Well, I was like, why would you open the gates? Do you not like your boss? Do you not like someone you work with? Like, you're just letting them in. But anywho. It's, I think he just had to follow the orders. He was told to do some sprints. You got to sprint. I I guess. He wanted that but... water break. <laughs> It said he had just enough time to open the third gate and throw himself on his face beside it at the bank before he heard the coach go clanking by. It didn't stop at the house, but passed on, and the following day, Sir Ad- or the Admiral Sir Burton McNamara died in London. Hmm. So, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not subtle that, like, no gates are locked to him so again feel like you could have saved yourself some exercise but you do you boo i'm, I'm still imagining okay you know like supernatural <laughs> when the oh, one yeah. episode where dean wears shorts where he's playing a gym <laughs> coach i'm imagining yes. that but like telling this dude to sprint and open things <clears throat> and like blowing a whistle behind him like that is what i have in my imagination is dean winchester running in tiny shorts oh, oh jensen ackles <laughs> You are a treasure. Yep. They both are. It's Him true. and Jared Padalecki. It's true. So there's also like an Americanized version of the Dullahan, mm-hmm. which 
Ascot? Uh, mm, oh. Closer, but not quite. So it's called the Elmore Headless Motorcyclist. That makes sense why we would go there. Uh-huh. I can see that, so, America. I can see that. Yeah. In this story, a young man is shipped off to war, typically World War One, and his girlfriend promises to be faithful and true to him. He ends up getting discharged early from the war due to an injury and returns back to the United States. He purchases a motorcycle and rides it to his intended's farm, drives all day, all night to get there, and cuts the engine early so he can surprise her. Mm-hmm. I see <laughs> where sneaks, this is going. Uh, uh-huh. He sneaks up behind her and she screams and he covers her mouth with his hand and, or he, she covers her mouth with her hand when she realizes who it is. And the soldier sees a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Furious, he jumps back on his motorcycle and rides off into the dark, gunning the bike as fast as he can go. Angry and grieving at this betrayal, he doesn't see the barbed wire fencing that marks the edge of a deep creep bed. Oh. Or the other part of it is maybe he did and he wanted to die. Um, but him and the bike go sailing through it, the wire catching him on the neck and decapitating mm. him as he and the bike crash down into the creek. Years later, a bridge is built there, and the ghost of the rider, still looking for his head, appears to travelers on the lonely lonely county road leading to the farm. He rides his black motorcycle through the countryside. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Barbed wire decapitation. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's part of why people get barbed wire tattoos. Ooh. That's dark. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe. Ugh. Ugh. Yep. It's probably not. That's just <clears throat> probably me making no. some uh, correlation that's by no means causation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that's pretty much all I have, but I will. I told you it was going to be a short one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Oh, and- we, we can throw our correction at the end. Yeah. I will end with my favorite bit. It's it's a poem by John F. McCullough, and it goes, He rides his black steed through the countryside, and whenever he stops, a mortal man dies. He's the angel of death and worthy of dread, dressed all in black and lacking a head. In his left hand is a spine that he'll use as a whip, in his right hand a scythe that will cut to the quick. If you chance to observe him, you may be struck blind, and still think yourself lucky that he left you behind. If he pulls on the reins and finds you outdoors, your heart will stop dead and beat nevermore. There are buckets of blood where the Dullahan rides. On All Hallows' Eve, you'd best be inside. Oh, I like that. Right? It's dark and creepy. It is. I don't like the spine <laughs> in the hand, though. I will never no. like that. No. Spines no. are for backs. <gasps> hmm No spine whips. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's what I got on the doom and gloomy Dulan. Um, I like it. That's really nifty. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it, but I liked it. I mean, it. It, exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, do we want to do palette cleansers or corrections first? Um, let's do corrections. Okay, so we can do our first correction. So we had a listener write in and tell us some info about the Susan Smith story that we did not find, and by we, I mean me, Lauren, (laughs) did not find in my research. 
Um, so thank you, Marty, for sharing that Susan actually confessed in a church. So apparently, um, and we'll include a link because Marty was kind enough to share his source from the LA Times. Um, Sheriff Wells had been a very clever cookie and he, for the impact it would have on Susan's mental state, had taken her to a church where she confessed uh, that she killed her children. So apparently being in a church and the weight of um, the impl- implications of just like, I don't know, holy ground are were, were too mentally taxing and too psychologically taxing for Susan and it broke her down. So that's fascinating. So we'll include a link to the article. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Marty, yeah. for sharing. Very yeah, cool. Thank you. And again, like if we miss any details that you guys think are important, we do our best, but we're we're gonna miss some things. Yeah, it's a hobby, not a career. So yeah. send us send us info. We would love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to do palate yeah. cleansers? Yeah, I feel like we need some palate cleansers after I buckets could, of blood. I mean, yeah, I could use some. <laughs> my brain tries to palate cleanse immediately in case you mm. can tell from my visualizations. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You know what's ironic about the word Q? What? It's just a Q with a bunch of silent letters waiting in line behind it. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I was not thinking that far ahead. (laughs) Uh, So I just got hired at a factory that makes bicycle wheels. I'm their new spokesman. (laughs) Okay. that one i was i'm trying to remember i had seen one last night and i or this morning oh um okay so this one's on topic for our podcast not necessarily the story (laughs) um so a hitchhiker gets in the car with someone who just stopped by to pick them up and he goes i'm surprised you stopped i could have been a serial killer and the person (laughs) driving goes the probability of there being two serial killers in one car is astronomical <laughs> oh, oh that's horrifying. Yep. Don't hitchhike. Trust no one. <laughs> Do you know why fish always sing off key? No. You can't tune a fish. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh Do you know a uh, pizza's favorite song? No. Slice, slice, baby. Oh, <laughs> Uh, what sort of shoes do frogs wear? Flippers? <laughs> Open-toed sandals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you, madam, need an allergy pill. What? You, madam, need an allergy pill. Oh. It's not a joke. It's just a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you and Adam. I was like, who the fuck is Adam? <laughs> I nope. was like, yeah, I probably do, but I got Madam. more questions. Madam. Uh, that's what happens when I crack the window at night. Yeah. All of the tree pollen. Ugh, they're just making air babies. Everywhere. You know, the machine at the coin factory just suddenly stopped working the other day. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why can't you run through a campground? I don't know. You can only ran. Because it's past tense. Uh, uh, but uh, 
that made my English major soul die a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's fun about it. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Okay. Someone stole the police station's toilets. They have nothing to go on. <laughs> <laughs> Investigation. Uh. Poop joke. Ah! <laughs> Uh, it's gross and funny. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a nicely dressed man on a tricycle? A wheel? I don't know. A tire. <laughs> I was close. Mm-hmm. You know what C.S. Lewis keeps in his wardrobe? <laughs> Narnia <No>. business. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Okay. I met a criminal with a bounty on his head. That was a weird place to keep paper towels. Oh. <laughs> Bounty paper oh. towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That was a bad one. <laughs> that was. Oof. Oh, God. Okay. This one is appropriate for this story. <laughs> you know, I decided to get... Let me try that again. Word vomit. I decided to get rid of my spine. It was really holding me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, now oh, we know where Dulafon <laughs> got the spine with. That person. Oh dear. You know, I really should have been sad when my flashlight batteries died, but I was delighted. <laughs> oh, come on. I recently took a poll and found out 100% <clears throat> of campers were angry when their tent collapsed. <laughs> so I took a tent poll. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That I was like, well, that's accurate. <laughs> but yeah p-o-l-e nope. versus p-o-l-l uh, i'm designing a reversible jacket oh yeah i'm excited to see how it turns out uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is just accurate I, I like i get that it's a joke but it's just accurate getting paid to sleep would be my dream job it's true it is like oh <clears throat> this girl thought she recognized me from vegetarian club but I've never met her before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, English major. I don't get this joke. Tell me if okay. you get it. A plateau is the highest form of flattery. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it's a tall, high, flat place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I'm doing great this morning. Doing just super. Do you know bread is like the sun? How? It rises in the yeast and sets in the waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's really stupid uh, and I like it. Okay. Uh, it's so tasty, though. So I was sitting at the stoplight when this drop-dead gorgeous woman pulled up next to me and rolled her window down. So I rolled my window down and smiled at her. Oh, God. She looks at me and goes, what, did you fart too? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fart jokes are never not funny. Coda, no licking mommy's books. <laughs> for multiple reasons, but right now they're holding up my soundproofing. Oh, Coda. All right. So that's all we've got for this week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and check back next Sunday for another episode. And if you need some extra spookies, check out our mini stories at waittopanic.com. And as always, if you have an extra story or some puns and jokes to or share correction. or corrections, you can send them to us at uh, waittopanicpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all we've got. So make good choices and remember, wait, wait to panic. panic.